Not another shootout. Jeez. A Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, thanks for joining me once again. Thank you for hitting that download button. And this is, of course... The Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three day shipping. It's so easy to see why Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. That's right, free shipping over 75 bones. So that's cool. Get your parts over at Rocky Mountain. Good people, great prices, and it helps us out. So thank you, Rocky Mountain. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Go get yourself some new light hydrogen gear. I like black, I'm in black lately. All we need is some white gear, Fly. That's all we need. Man, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Let's bring it back. JT, if we annoy him enough, maybe he'll bring it back. So go to flyracing.com because they have other cool colorways. And, of course, they have all different kinds of stuff. Hard parts, casual. It's getting cooler outside. Get some hoodies. I just got a box today of some hoodies. Very cool stuff. WPS is killing it. Go to flyracing.com and get yours today. Racetech, racetech.com. Suspension revalve, engine services, get your oils and seals and your bushings changed, peeps. Even if you don't go to a revalve, go have them change your oil, your seals, and get it rebuilt. Shock and fork, it helps. Head over there, racetech.com, see what they have to offer. Hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you a discount code or get you in touch with someone with a discount code over there at Racetech. Last but not least, ProTaper, ProTaper.com, all different types of handlebar dimensions. Go check them out. And, of course, go to KeyFringTesting.com where we talk about handlebar dimensions. That story is over there. But if you want the most comfortable handlebar out there, head over there to ProTaper.com. Find yourself a bend and go put them on your bike. You won't regret it. So, of course, this podcast, you know what it's about. The 2020 450MX Bracket Shootout. I did a show last week, so if you don't know why we did this, go back a couple shows, and we talk about the 2020 MX shootout format and why we're doing it. Simply put, people just want to do something different, all right? It's not like we're going to do this every year, but I just feel like shootouts are getting a little stale. We all read them. We all look at them. We all view them. They're all the same type of thing. We all get similar information out there. So... I've been doing these baseline startup tips, tricks, settings for each bike. I want to get the best setting for you guys out there for your new bike. And heck, even your older bike. I'm going to start doing some of that too. But to entertain you all, I feel like we should do something different with our 2020 450MX shootout format. So we decided to go to like an NCAA bracket style, you know, knockout 
That's what I like to call it. This is the first round. This episode is all about, you guys know what it's about, Yamaha and Suzuki. I got some flack from people saying, why are you putting the Yamaha against the Suzuki? Well, that's how the bracket worked out because that's where I personally ranked the Suzuki was sixth. So with these bracket shootouts, I am not involved. I have three riders per bracket to decide a winner. That winner moves on. The loser is out. That's it. Done. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different way to do it. But, man, we need some entertainment value out there. I feel like it's just like shootouts, listening to these guys talk. And even when I did these the past couple years on my podcast, I know you guys got a lot of information, and it was fun to do. But, you know, what the hell? Let's try something different. So I came up with this bracket-style shootout, which is interesting enough. And what we do is we have those three guys ride two bikes. They can change what they want, you know, clickers and rebound settings, things like that, but we set a baseline sag setting for the middle-weighted rider, and the other two guys have to work around that. Why do we do that? Kiefer, why do you do that? Set the sag. That's not fair. Well, yes, it is fair because that's how OEM manufacturers test. Usually have two to three riders. Well, they set the sag for the middle-weighted rider, and then they try to build Better track toughness, there's that phrase again, track toughness around their bike. If both guys around that middle-weighted rider can get a setting that he or she is happy with, that means this bike has a good balance. It's a wide range. It's the box is not narrow, okay? It's not so narrow where, like, I'm sitting here going, well, I changed two clickers, and it's horrible. Let's try to get a great setting with the middle weighted sag guy so that's what we did here again i am not a part of this my opinion does not matter only the three riders we are going to work on getting different riders throughout this bracket shootout with this specific bracket we had joe aloff matt suravog and kenny day different types of riders we have a small guy we have a big guy and then we have a medium-sized guy kenny day is like five six super small 160 pounds, light, very good rider. He won Loretta Lynn's last year in the 30 class. Matt Suravog is one of my buddies. He's an electrician. He loves dirt bikes. He gets a bike once every other year. He is such an enthusiast. He would rather, at times, he would rather go out riding with me than hang out with his wife. He loves dirt bikes, people. Loves them. And spends all his extra cash on dirt bikes. And then we have Joe Aloff. He's a fireman. He was a professional supercross motocross rider for a long time. But also he has a life now. He has a family. He gained a little bit of weight. He's just a normal dude that likes to go ride. He takes his kid out riding. So I feel like those three guys are a broad spectrum of a lot of people listening to this podcast. So hopefully you can relate to those type of guys. And again, we'll have more riders in the future. Next week, we're going to have the Husqvarna KTM bracket. Up tomorrow will be the Honda and Kawasaki bracket. And then after that, that's the end of round one. We move on to round two. And then we'll set that up. So we'll move on, we'll move it along and uh, get this thing going. So just know this is more of like a tailgate talk. When I interview these guys, we talk about the bikes, what's good about them, what could be better, what they would change, why they would purchase it. There's a wide variety of talk inside these little interviews that we're doing in here. So make sure you listen to them. 
And of course, instead of last year where I gave you the results beforehand, I'm going to make you listen to the complete podcast before you guys find out who won, Yamaha or Suzuki. You're going to have to listen to the whole thing. That's right, because it's fun. There's a lot of uh, a lot of innuendos in these interviews. And then, like I said, I try to keep it fun. It wouldn't be no different if you or I in the back of the tailgate and we're bullshitting about these bikes and I'm just talking to you to tell you which direction to go. That's what I like. I like a more organic approach. This isn't a polished podcast. This isn't a scholastic podcast. We're just dirt bike people. We love dirt bikes. I know a lot about dirt bikes. I grew up not rich. Shit, I'm still not rich. And I don't want to spend my money in the wrong direction. So that's how we approach these podcasts and these shootouts and these interviews. All these guys are not rich. We don't have a lot of money, but when we're going to purchase a bike, we talk about why we would go that direction. So pretty fun interviews here. Have a great time. And if you guys like this style of of bracketry or shootouts, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. And if you don't, that's fine too. Hit me up as well and tell me why you don't like them. So I am a game for both sides. I like to learn. I like to know what you guys like. I got hit up a lot this week about I need more off-road shit. I got called out. I appreciate that. I like being called out if it's warranted. Plus, it's even better when you have an email and you have a lot of other suggestions. So I like that. There is no right or wrong way. I'm here to do stuff for you guys out there, and hopefully you guys have some fun and get some information and get down the road with the right purchase. So I'm always here for you guys. Uh, we have an open-door policy here over at Kiefering Testing. If you see me at the track, come by and say hi. Big white van, can't miss it. There's only 35 other white vans at a track, so <laughs> I'm sure you'll find me. But nonetheless, here is round one. Yamaha versus Suzuki, RMZ450, YZ450F, enjoy. Okay, first round here of the 2020 450 MX bracket shootout. Man, it was a long day today. We have three guys, so we had three riders today. Of course, you guys listened to the podcast last week. You guys understand how this works. I ranked my personal ranking one through six. That qualified these bikes into a bracket, and now I have three different riders riding head-to-head bikes until one is eliminated and then we move on so that is how we're working with this thing this year a little bit different trying something new hopefully you guys like it and if you don't we'll go back to what we did last year same old shit so that's why we try something new here so first up test rider joe aloff he was on our squad last year joe age weight height ability ah a nice young 43. I'm 5'10, 195 pounds. Um, Bullshit! <laughs> no, 195. 195. Uh, ability, I don't know. Not a lot. Never had much. Still don't have much. Uh, vet pro, I think, maybe. Here's the deal with Joe. He'll, he won't, he doesn't ask for shit. He has roached out shit. I said, I have stuff. He never asks for anything, so I have to physically like hand him things because he never asks for anything. He rides like a bulldog. Remember Jeff Stanton? That's kind of what I look at when I ride, look at Joe ride, you know? So bulldogish. Not a lot of finesse in Joe, but if there's some bumps, fuck it. He's going right through that shit. So that's Joe. Still rides at a high level, 40 or three. So good rider. He's been he's been around the block, knows a lot of bikes. Uh, second up, Kenny Day. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Kenny Day, I am 31, 
I'm uh, 150 pounds on a good day. Wow, you're light. Yeah, I run a lot, so it's starting to work out. But uh, anyways, ability, um, I'll say uh, Vet Pro. Vet Pro. Vet um, Pro. Loretta Lynn's Champion 30 Class 2018. Yeah. That is a huge accomplishment. Let me just tell you about my Loretta's experience real quick before we move on. Fuck. <laughs> that was rough. I First moto, I did really good. I've never been on a track as rough as Loretta Lynn's on practice day. Yeah, I agreed. Agreed. I couldn't believe the bumps on practice day. Yeah. It it like doesn't make sense actually. It doesn't yeah. make sense. You There's to, bumps on the landings of the jumps. Yeah, yeah. You have to kind of turn every uh every turn turns into like a whoop section and before the before you get to the turn you got to like bop, 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 Dude, I had to land the finish line double. You know how it turns? Uh -huh. Yeah, the turn. I had there. to land on a braking bump on the downside of that. I had a time it was so I was like out of my element. So oh, yeah. Needless to say, it had a little eye opener for me. Had fun, but uh, nonetheless, kudos to you. Yeah, thanks. You're from Maryland, so you're I, used yeah. to that kind of stuff, right? Uh, in some sense, yeah. I grew up at Butts Creek. That's my home home track. Um, so, truthfully, getting ready for Loretta's, I just rode like an extremely tight sand track. Right. That got similar rough. Okay. No high speed. That basically just stay in second gear, and it paid off. Like truthfully, you know what I did for my Loretta's prep? Probably Glen Helen. Hard pack does shit. It has nothing to do with Loretta's. Yeah. No, you you have to kind of prepare for that one. Yeah. It was uh, it was gnarly. So uh, good to have you here. Lots of uh, lots of background from Kenny. Kenny ran a team, right? What was the team? Uh, Traders Racing Yamaha team. Yep. Traders Racing, and now he's working for Alpine Stars. You are the racing. Yeah, I'm racing services for all the Moto guys. Uh, so professional and amateur as well. So I'm kind of not, not to put you on the spot. Yeah. But go who's for the it. coolest? pro that you help out like who is the cool like like you go up to me like dude i want to hang out with this dude this guy's mm, cool man that's a tough one you know and hopefully i don't get uh flack for this one but between uh you put the two together barsha and, and plessinger together yeah oh uh, yeah you can't that's even. right you got everybody with the boots too so that's a lot of boots, work helmet gear i forgot yeah I, mean, I was thinking you're just doing gear but yeah you got it now we're, we're head to toe yeah i don't know if people know that but <laughs> alpine stars alpine, we're head to toe. alpine star's been around <laughs> a minute in the boot <laughs> game right yeah so, uh, all right, last but certainly not least, Matt Suravog. He is my vet novice. Dude works 97 hours a week. He drove all the way down from Sacramento to do this shootout. He is diehard. He loves dirt bikes. I asked him, what would he rather do, have sex with his wife or ride a dirt bike? He chose to ride a dirt bike. I do not understand this, people. I will never understand this. But nonetheless, here you are. Give us your stats. Here I am. I'm uh, Matt Suravog. Whatever weight Kenny doesn't have, I sure in the heck found. To what? 205. 205. Butt naked. So you heavy guys, we have a heavy tester here, so don't give me no shit. Yeah, that's me. I'm suspension testing all the way. Yep. Um, 35 years old. Yep. Novice. Vet novice. Yep, vet novice. Okay. Not so. senior yet like Joe, but vet novice. So he is he is my blue collar guy. He works his balls off. He's an electrician. And uh, anytime he has off, he likes to ride dirt bikes, similar to a lot of my listeners out there. So you're going to relate a lot of things through Matt. So, um, all right, Glen Helen today. We're here from 9 to what time is it? It's 3.54. You know what happens at Glen Helen at 4.30. That is not a good thing. If you guys have a wife on Shark Week, Glen Helen 4.30, you can relate. Same thing. Um, so we s decided to... Have the Yamaha and Suzuki bracketed, obviously, one to six. Some of you guys gave me shit for this, but in order to make the bracket system work, this is how we have to do it. Go look 
at any NCAA tournament, this is how we did it. So everyone just chill down. Don't give me no shit of why the Suzuki's up against the Yamaha. This is how it's ranked. So just relax. No hate comms. No hate comms. So um, first things first, we'll start with you, Matt, since you got the mic. Yamaha, you've had some experience. You had a Yamaha in the past. Not a lot of experience from Suzuki because you haven't owned one, but yet you've done Actually, a couple of these tests. I owned an 05 RMZ450. Oh, you did? Four speed. Yes, I did. Oh, wow. Had an 05. Wow. Yeah. How long did you have that thing? Stick that mic probably, in front of your face. Probably three years. Really? I loved it. Okay. At the time, I didn't know any better. I loved it. I had right. no problems with it. Um, hopping on the track, back-to-back at Glen Helen. Of course, we have hills, faster, lots of chop. Um, Kenny's... We'll talk to Kenny, but this is we popped his cherry today, his first time here. So he lost his, he lost his Glen Helen virginity, which was cool. But give us a rundown, just a really quick rundown before we dive into it. What is the difference between the two bikes that you notice right away? Right away would be suspension right off the bat. Okay. The uh, Suzuki, the suspension's pretty good. The fork works really well. The action of it's really smooth, yeah. but not as good as the Yamaha. The Yamaha just feels like it's got that extra little cush right. to it. And uh, any kind of braking bump, any kind of acceleration bump, it just soaked it up a little better. Um, so right off the bat, I'd say suspension-wise is the... That's the, the first thing you notice. The first thing that I notice is just jumping on the track. Um, so what's your, what you rank? What you got? What you pick? I picked... Yamaha. Yeah, okay. So I, I, we're not trying to surprise everybody here, but the, the Yamaha is your choice. Um, but what is your favorite thing about the Suzuki? What is one thing that you hop on this bike and go, damn, I like this a lot? Well, first of all, when you're walking up to it on the stand, it's a badass-looking bike. It does look good. So yep. kudos there on, on looks portion. Right. Um, after that, I'd have to say just the initial turn-in, the initial lean-in into a corner was just it was easy for me and okay. being a novice i'm not i don't have all the skill like everybody else in this vehicle right now. right right so that missional tip in was real easy and it really helped me to get in a rut and then out of the rut um yamaha favorite thing about the yamaha i don't know if i can pick one like I you have to one thing about yep. the yamaha yes Favorite thing that you went out there on the track of Glen Helen, you're riding, you're going, man, that's that's some good shit right there. I like that. I'd say how smooth the power was. Okay. The power was just smooth from, it never had this this barkiness like right off that was out of control, mm-hmm. but it just pulled seamlessly through every gear and through over rev, the low end mid, it just, it, the transition was awesome through, through the whole RPM range. It was awesome. And th- this is a no bullshit uh, area right here, okay? Yeah. I'm going to ask you something. Yeah. Uh, would you buy a Suzuki? Yes or no? Yes, I would. Okay. See, this is what people don't understand. Like, it gets a lot of flack because it's been finished in sixth place. But what people do not understand is like sixth place bike is way better than a sixth place bike eight years ago. Yeah. It's very, very close. And one thing we always say is, oh, the Suzuki, it's vanilla. I love vanilla. Right. I'm not all about sprinkles and you know you have these. <laughs> you don't bikes. like all the little knickknacks. Yet? No, and every bike kind of has like a sprinkle to it. It has one thing it does really good that stands out. The Suzuki does everything good, but nothing stands out. You know, so as an overall package, it's a good bike. It handles well, corners well, suspension's good, the motor's good. Could use a little more over rev, but as a complete package, it's vanilla, but it's it good. It's good. Does nothing horrible. What is but the what is great. one thing that you could live without in Suzuki? What's one thing that you're like, I don't like this? God. 
I know. I Chassis know. feel? Like, that rear shock. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it was, It didn't move enough. Like, the fork action was real nice. Yeah. The rear shock felt like it didn't move, and it kept bucking me up in the, in the in ass. my wide butt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Suzuki, I would say, obviously, we're in the bracket, Yamaha and Suzuki today, but you've ridden the Suzuki before, and you've mentioned, like, hey, Kiefer, uh, I'll take that off your hands. Like, I'd like to ride it. Yeah, a lot of people... It wasn't like, hey, man, load that thing up. I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah, no, I'm like, hey, if I will gladly ride that Suzuki. No issues at all. Right. It, it's a good bike. Um, cockpit area, rider triangle? Uh, it felt a little big. Yeah. The bars felt a little wider than what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. and uh, But it was a little long. When you first get on it, just from, from the rear of the seat to the bars feels long. But yeah. once you get set up and a couple corners in, you forget all about it. And it's pretty comfortable you know from the foot pegs to the seat to the bar height i had no issues with it yamaha made a lot of changes to the 2020 from the 2019 what's the one thing that you feel since you rode the 2019 what's the one thing that stands out for you between the two cornering really and the whole corner i mean i had a 17 yzf 450 yep i had an 18 fx and when i was doing a lot of desert stuff i loved it but when i started doing more track didn't corner very well and coming into this, I was expecting the same Yamaha. You know, it it doesn't corner well. It corners awesome. Like it just it leaned over. Not a vague feel, front end feel like no. In the past. I it, I was blown away by the way this thing cornered, and it felt light. In the past, it always felt a little heavy. Yeah. And it felt very light in corners to where I wasn't dabbing a foot, feeling like it was tipping over when I was going too slow. Because that's the one weak point for a Yamaha, especially guys your size, your ability. They are. They always email me and say, I have a hard time, Kiefer, cornering this thing. It feels vague. I want to stick some clamps on, or I just want to make a corner. So that is the improvement for you in that area. The biggest improvement. You know, suspension, engine-wise, same old Yamaha, awesome, performs great. But the actual cornering and lean over and staying leaned over in a rut, for me, yep. who doesn't have the best ability and the best form, Yep. Like, I was blown away. As soon as I was half a lap in, I'm like, wow. Like, it really does corner better. All right. One vote for the Yamaha. Moving on to Kenny. Hey, hey. Virgin. Yeah. No Virgin. longer. Yeah, no longer today. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I've, I've been here many a times, obviously. Yeah. And I've never been like, hey, I want to ride this track. Okay. I've never looked at it and been like, heck it yeah. It was that appealing. That's because no. you ride badass East Coast tracks. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, but after like two laps, for, especially this morning when it was fresh, oh yeah. my God, I love it. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Huh? Even at the end of the day, like you, you had to kind of bring out some technical ability and be really easy on the throttle, and especially with the square edge stuff. Like it, it actually made it more fun. Let me ask you this. Since you're East Coast, you ride a lot of East Coast tracks, and now you rode Glen Helen. You think this is a good testing type of track? I do. I've always questioned how some of the West Coast dudes would stay out here, mm-hmm. um, especially like I'll just say like Justin Cooper. You right. know, like yeah, he's from the East Coast, but I know he was out here, and the dude's still showing up and crushing it every weekend and outdoors. Now I, I have a better understanding. Like yeah. if this place stayed like this or got rougher with everybody here, yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So it was rough today. I mean, downhill was showy. Downhill was pretty rough. Uh, but national time, dude. Oh, yeah. I, it, I can imagine. It's so gnarly. Like, yep. literally, like, if you're here right now where we are, it's it's so baked and bumpy. There's not any smooth lines in Yeah. So. Yeah, and you'd really have to figure out how to pick this place apart, just like any national, honestly, right. to really make it smooth for you. Otherwise, yeah, it would kill you. Right. 
<laughs> All right, so how much time have you had on, obviously, you rode a Yamaha Loretta's? I did, 250F, yep. Um, how much time have you had on a Suzuki? Uh, I actually owned one in 2012. So oh, really? I, Dude, yep. that was a good bike. It was a good bike. 12 Suzuki yep. was one of the bikes that I chose to... I did a podcast on best used bikes to buy. Okay, yep. Dude, 2012 Suzuki was It was good. a good bike. Yeah. I honestly loved it. It had like a little bit of a front-end twitch thing that I didn't necessarily love at the time. Right. Um, but I have been an owner of both a Yamaha and a Okay, Suzuki. so you're fairly familiar with the character of each bike. Correct, yes. All right, hopping on each one back-to-back today. Uh, tell me something, just like we talked about Matt here. What is one thing that you noticed that was drastically different from the two? Um, immediately, just, just chassis, like immediately, yeah. the way that it feels, uh, way you sit on the bike. Um, like Matt said, the Suzuki to me felt really long. Mm-hmm. It was nice and skinny, which I've always preferred something skinny. Um, but it felt long, but then as soon as I got on the track, uh, yeah, Suzuki immediately to me feels long, but the rear felt kind of low in the rear and it was comfortable. Um, the Yamaha, a little bit opposite, a little wider at the tank. Obviously, we all know that's kind of like a characteristic of them. But um, the Yamaha really sat kind of in a pocket, and it was comfortable. I mean, that's remind you said something that kind of triggered something. So that's a a real sticking point in a lot of guys is the width of a Yamaha. Correct. How noticeable is that for you, or do you even notice it when you go back and forth? So when when I was just out there. You know, basically doing several laps on each one of them. It wasn't that bad, but when at the end of the day, when we did lap times, mm-hmm. and I hopped from one to the other, it's like within the first, obviously, first turn, I was like, "Whoa!" I really had to kind to, I had to take the time to to stay up over the bars right. coming out of the turns, just because my legs were so wide. So, speaking of lap times, I had a everyone's asking for lip pro bullshit. You know, that's good. I love Lipro. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. I don't mean to say bullshit. <laughs> it's fine. I like the company. I like the technology. But we went old school today. I just got my iPhone, did a stopwatch on Kenny. He rode the Yamaha and Suzuki back-to-back, and I kind of told him the lap time. So lap time on Kenny on the Yamaha was 225.66, and the RM was 227.98. So yeah, there's a little bit of a difference there. It was. Um, I'd say just immediately – difference wise like um on the yamaha i truly enjoy the power yep and how snappy it is and you can control it um it's just there whenever i need it i can kind of just come out of some of the especially here at the end of the day you got those big holes yep. and i could just launch out of it like the middle of the turn and get over the holes um i really enjoy the power of that so the only thing i could say I can be a lot more aggressive on the Yamaha. I just feel like I can charge no matter how rough the track was. Yeah, I'm just comfortable, and I feel like I can just go for it. The thing I notice, and maybe you can relate to this, is on throttle, leaning, hitting square edge. So I'm kind of in this middle lean, but yet kind of like, let's say like going up Talladega when you really start initializing your lean. Correct. On throttle. I feel like it's loose Mm -hmm. and a lot of deflection on the Suzuki. Yeah. With the Yamaha, I feel like I'm lower in the stroke, but yes, we get them planted, yes. and I just stick. Traction, yeah, it's there. Yeah, yep. so um, we kind of had this graph today in the dirt, if you guys obviously can't see it, but um, the Suzuki just kind of feels a little bit looser on top of the soil versus dug in like the Yamaha does. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, just going up the, the big hill in the middle, St. Helen, Mount St. Helen, um, you come out of the turn and just get on on the Yamaha, and it's you just feel like you're just digging through the ground. Whereas Suzuki, I don't necessarily feel that. Even power delivery, you it's know, compared soft. as Low the end. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Suzuki, I gotta like make the thing go. Yeah. Whereas the Yamaha, it's a light switch. I we think. call this in the in the testing world recovery time. So recovery time is a little flick of the clutch. How soon does it get back up in the me the power? Correct. And Yamaha, dude, like, no, you good. don't even really need the clutch. No, you like, don't. You really don't. I was telling Joe here earlier. He was saying I'm downshifting to second in a corner to go up Mount St. Helens. I'm shifting to third, and the thing just pulls hard. But I told him, hey, just leave it in third in the corner. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of this engine is you can lug it. Correct. And the recovery is so quick, yep. you're right back up in yeah. it. Oh, so yeah. Even at the top, when you got that really tight, I mean, it's just a quick little 180 at the top. You almost come to a dead stop. And I never got out of third gear. And yeah. you're just a little bit of clutch, and yep, and I'm just launching back down the hill. That thing is uh, it's everything you've ever wanted, and it still feels light and nimble like a 250F, like real snappy. Yep, and that's what I noticed too, like what, what Matt said too. I noticed... I only lost one pound on paper from 2019 to 2020, but it feels like more to me. Massive. Yeah. Massive. So lightweight, change of direction is a little bit easier. I watched you come up Mount St. Helens, and that thing just, dude, it pulls up so fast. Oh, yeah. Like I was it, coming for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one thing you do like about Suzuki, like when you hopped on, you're like, man, I wish the Yamaha had some of this. So immediately with the Suzuki, once I kind of, backed it down yep. and just focused on my technique and yep. really focusing on just trying to get into the ruts like once i rode the for, the suzuki smooth everything linked together really well for me but i lost a little bit of that aggressiveness coming in that's just where i wasn't comfortable right. uh what could the yamaha you know benefit from that suzuki has uh, truthfully a little bit of that feeling of and this is maybe a personal preference but i i do enjoy a little bit of a lower rear end like okay. a lower sag yep. just because i kind of like to be over the front um and i just feel a little more stable coming into the turn so today i had some issues with the yamaha just feeling a little high in the rear mm-hmm. and the forks a little low whereas the suzuki i had that opposite so hey if i could take the yamaha and get the forks a little higher up in my hands and right. the shock lower yeah i would probably go racing right now yeah and for you guys listening out there kenny's right i i rode the bikes today i'm not in the shootout per se as far as a vote but it did feel a little bit high in the rear like it was overpowering the fork so we played around with it a little bit today and got it a little bit better um we can give those settings out to you guys here at a later time but basically softening the low speed compression a little bit didn't really do nothing and made the rear end a little bit wallowy so we went back stiffened up the shock and then really worked on the fork and slowed the fork down which in essence kind of held up the fork a little bit more and made it a little bit better so um we talk about track toughness a lot in these podcasts and what track toughness is if you guys do not know is how well a bike adapts from track to track how much changes has to be made the yamaha has to make the least changes i feel like i totally agree you made a couple clicks and you were like oh damn oh yeah yeah i made just one one change and then i was a really happy dude and yeah didn't want to get off of it uh so obviously yamaha wins over suzuki yeah i'm gonna say yes it wins yeah so um it's funny because you see this there's not a it's two seconds right it's little under two seconds is your lap correct that is minute so if you're an average dude and you just like to ride your dirt bike and you want to go out and have a good time with your buddies two one or two times a week Suzuki's fine, dude. Oh, You're yeah. not worried about lap times? Yeah. It's plenty fast enough for most of the people out there. It gets a lot of hate, and I don't know why. Yeah. Especially after today. Spend I think it's because it's it. like a cool thing to do to talk shit, but yet the, the bike's good. Joe's here, and, and we'll talk to Joe because he has a lot of time on the Suzuki, and he actually made it a lot better, and he enjoyed riding it. Yeah. So, and Joe rides at a high level, so I feel like a little bit of work 
and it already costs seven thousand dollars already cheaper and you put two three thousand dollars into it you got a really solid bike yeah so. i totally agree i'd love to you know so dial you, would, it you wouldn't mind having a suzuki to ride wouldn't mind at all okay yeah not at all all right so joe we're gonna move on to you before joe speaks we're gonna have some commercials so stay tuned get some discount codes hang tight joe's coming right up but listen and save some money thanks to the guys over at 60 helmets that's right. They are on board with the KieferInkTesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 60helmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 60 helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 60 Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 60. So please, guys, go check them out. 60 Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. and uh, It runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it, was very surprised about the oil, did some temperature readings, it was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running, so the stuff is good, they sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now, they got some Supercross guys, so go check them out, bloodlubricants.com, use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils, they'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com. 
Firepowerparts.com, batteries, oil, and you guys know, chains. I use all of it. It's all great. Especially, man, I've been using the crap out of those batteries on the YZ250F. So if you want a good battery, long-lasting, easy to start your motorcycle, head over to firepowerparts.com. Find your nearest dealer locator. There's a dealer locator button over there. Hit that sucker and go get yourself some firepower parts. Good stuff. FMFRacing.com has a whole mess of apparel. And you got to look cool, right? Go to FMFRacing.com and go view all the hoodies, the hats, the shirts, all kinds of KC66 memorial stuff. Kurt was a bad dude in a bike, so go rep them. It's cool. Kiefer19 saved you some cash over at FMFRacing.com and all their apparel. So go check them out. Wear a KC66 shirt. Tag me in it. I'll think that is badass. Back to the show. Here's Joe. You had my Suzuki last year. We did a bunch of stuff to it. You can go on keyforingtesting.com and check all that out. But Joe was in charge of that bike. First things first, what'd you pick? Uh, Yamaha over the Suzuki. Okay. But it was a lot closer than I anticipated. Right. It's kind of like if you're talking NCAA bracket, there's always a Cinderella story basketball team in, in college basketball. And I was hoping for the Cinderella story for the Suzuki this year. And they were close. But it's kind of like uh, Yamaha was the Duke okay. of NCAA, like yeah. of, you know, just a, a powerhouse that Preach. I love it. You yeah. know that uh, Butler, Indiana, yeah, team okay. just can't beat. So yeah, let's talk about sports. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. So that's that's these are reasons why I brought these three fellows today because it's no bias, no bullshit. If Suzuki was better, we would say it. Just because a lot of the media, other media outlets out there, is voting at six. Doesn't mean it could have it couldn't have won today. I know everyone thought it would lose, but like Joe said, it's still a damn good bike. What is good about Suzuki when you hop on it? It pretty much corners for you. Okay. Um, that ain't like, no bullshit, too. Like there's uh, there's a couple corners out there that they were like glass flat, and I had trouble. I wanted to try to get to the inside, and I had trouble with every other bike, and they were really really slick and flat, and the Suzuki just. It actually got over there to it and found those little inside lines. And and then even, you know, the normal lines we were taking everywhere else. Once it settles in and you're in the turn, then it's kind of like, oh, okay, I can twist the throttle and it'll go where I need it to go. And I can maybe look ahead or whatever and look around. This thing's going to do it for me. So I absolutely love how it corners. Uh, it used to be like Suzuki was the cornering bike out of everyone all the time every year no matter what other bikes have closed the gap but i will agree with the fact that you you made a good point you turn your head the suzuki follows your head really well no matter how you lean where you go you turn your head you lean just a bit and it reacts so nice to that aspect and it doesn't for me and maybe you're wrong and and, and maybe i'm wrong and you can say this it doesn't feel that heavy to me in corners no it does not it doesn't feel heavy in corners it feels like that, you know, you can you can get it on a certain lean angle, and it'll stay there. It doesn't feel like it's going to fall. It doesn't feel like it's going to stand up. It just sets in, goes, and, I mean, I absolutely, all last year, I had fun on it just simply because it cornered that well, and it made every track I rode fun. You, you had suspension done. You put a pipe on it. You had a link on it, and you had some clamps. 
correct? No, no clamps. No clamps. Nope, stock clamps. Just uh, just comfort stuff, bars. We did some uh, uh, engine mounts. Yep. And um, and that was really it. And I, I I loved it. Yeah. And he rode the shit out of it. And if anybody can jack up shit, it's Joe. Yeah. That's I, for sure. My dad told me when I was young, he said, you could F up a tank. And I said, huh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> but it's been pretty much true. And uh, I think I put like over 50 hours on that thing and I never had a problem with it. Yeah. So. So what makes the Yamaha so damn good here at Glen Helen? It it may possibly And let me just let me just say this first. You're never you were never like I'm a Yamaha guy. You've never been that guy. Like I was always pumping up Yamaha and you'd be like, Whatever, Kiefer, keep sucking Yamaha's dick, whatever. <laughs> but now you're let's hear this. I want this is interesting for me. Go ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I mean Yamaha's always been good, but it's never been I don't think I've ever picked it number one in any of my shootouts okay um it might quite possibly be the best stock motor i've ever ridden right i mean you can ride it however you want it oh good question let's talk about your supercross engines and you race and all this stuff is it better than those back then yeah i mean obviously the supercross stuff is a little bit right powers moved around a bit but you could i don't you could Ride but you race enough good motor. bikes back in the day. Do you think this stock bike is as good, if not better, now in production form? Yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely. So uh, we've evolved as far as like production motorcycles, right? Yeah, they found a way to to get all the power you want and maybe more than what you may need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's for sure. And but the delivery is so smooth, so controllable, and the biggest thing for me is they take all that power and it's connected to the ground. You know, you can have a ton of power, and if it doesn't hook up, if it doesn't go give you forward progress, it's kind of pointless. So they've found a way to take this awesome motor and then get that power to the ground, which is so much fun. You have some time on the 19 last year, obviously, with shootouts? Yep. What do you notice different between 20 and 19? For me, the, the vague feel of the front end, mm-hmm. I think they fixed that. For me, that's gone. Uh, the front end feels really planted now. And, uh, you know, like I said, once you're in the rut, it, it corners well. And th- that kind of vague feeling on entry is, is gone for me. And that's that's what I noticed. Um, the, the suspension and the, and the bump absorption has always been really good. And that's still good. Maybe even they made that better. But that vague feel of the front end kind of wandering, mm-hmm. um, that was gone for me. Uh, you talked to me a little bit about the rider triangle earlier that you weren't that fond of that. So what was the reasons for that on the Yamaha? Sorry. Yeah. I just felt when I went to sit in the corner, I felt like I was sitting back kind of in the middle of the seat where I wanted to be on the, on the, you know, front of the seat and kind of maybe the, the width feel. I couldn't get up there. Kind of like what Kenny said earlier, I had a little trouble getting up on the front where I wanted to be. Right. Um, which kind of made it feel a little bit tall like leaning in okay first initial tip in felt kind of tall and teeter-tottery if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. for me um so that was the only complaint i had of it and and, you know i didn't try moving the bars or anything like that next time i ride it i will that may fix that you didn't want them going forward correct you wouldn't like that uh yeah i I mean i'm gonna try it right because i want to see if that that does it um, and uh, maybe it will. And then if it does fix that, it'll be really, really hard to beat. Uh, Suzuki 
engine just real quick touch base on that a little bit since you've had some time on the on the other one but just the stock how it delivers its power since you talked about the yamaha how's the suzuki deliver its power uh delivery smooth controllable uh like you said a little vanilla it's not super exciting it's not bad especially on a, a you know choppy dry hard pack uh glen helen and then uh and i think it's from riding it all last year i kind of know that if you don't over rev it and you shift it a little bit early, like a little bit of short shifting, you can utilize that power a little more. So you have to shift a little more than maybe, you know, the other bikes. It doesn't have quite the over rev. But if you shift kind of in the right spots, which, you know, I was able to do from just spending a whole year on it, um, the, you know, the motor's decent. It just yeah, doesn't have. Yeah, plenty of power for the average dude. Yeah. I mean, like, Comparatively to the Yamaha, it's just, I mean, you're, you're going with a, a motor that's, yeah, it's good. Versus oh, maybe the greatest know. motor ever. Wow. Don't it's blow big TP words. that way. TP's going to have a huge head, dude. I know. Well, you know, God. i got to give him a little bit. You know, he, come, he comes in, Yamaha has his test rider job, and now his bikes went in, and he's going to be like, what's up, what's up, yeah, I'm a test rider. I'm like, whatever, dude. Yeah, I haven't ranked it number one yet, but the motor for sure is number one. So it does move on. The Yamaha wins this bracket. It will move on to the second round. So we will see the Yamaha next week. And uh, we do not know if you're going to be available next week, but we'll have at least two new test riders next week. But yeah. I kind of like this base as testers because we have a mix of everybody here: um, lightweight, heavyweight, middle, middleish, middleish weight. Joe, <laughs> you know, you, I'm oh. not as light as I once was. Yeah, but I've earned it. I got dad bod. Dad yeah. bod's in. That's sexy now, right? Yep, chicks like that. Plus, I gotta have a little ma- muscle mass in my yep. job now. You know, I gotta be able to. He's drag a fireman. Some I forgot to mention that he's firing. Two hundred and shit in trees. Awesome. Yeah, big cats. Nah, yeah. we don't save cats. You ever seen a cat skeleton in a tree? Mm-hmm. No, they get up there, they get down. <laughs> they get up there. Get but down. anyway, so gotta, hey, yeah. Just want to let everybody know Suzuki had the white coupler inside of it today, so a little bit more exciting. I don't tell these guys this kind of shit because I don't want them knowing. So, surprise, surprise! White coupler was inside of the Suzuki, Yamaha. Had the bar mount back forward. Surprise, surprise. Just want to let you guys know that. And that was never a complaint today. Hello, Yamaha. Just letting you guys know. Um, Travis, that bar mount 16mm forward is no bueno. I do not like. So if you guys have trouble with cornering and you're in the front hole. So many ways I can go with that. But I'm going to keep moving along. Front hole, mount back. You might want to try the rear hole. God dang it. I can't. <laughs> the rear hole, mount forward, and uh, that relaxes your upper body. And for me, I'm six foot, and I prefer that, and I can relax into the corner. So just want to throw that out there for you guys before we get off this thing. So Yamaha moves on. Anything you guys want to talk about before we get off this thing? All right. Congratulations, Yamaha. Round one winner. Suzuki, no hay comms on the Suzuki. It's still a good bike. Joe, he'll fight you if you talk shit. Yeah. He's going to fight. We'll Don't see. talk shit. Right. It's a good bike. And if you guys have any questions, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. You guys know what to do. Hit me up. I'm happy to answer questions. Just make sure they're intelligent um, and have enough information for me to respond. Don't just be like, hey, man, what should I do with my bike? I get a lot of that. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you even ride. So please. Twist the throttle. It's on the right. Please just leave me the correct information. So thanks, guys.